Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Right, welcome back to the 442 podcast. And today, John. We've got a belter, Liam. <laughs> Absolute belter. <laughs> yes, we have Danny Wilson, part two. If it goes like part one, this is a belter. <laughs> what a managerial career Danny has had. Over a thousand games. Yeah, um, it, very fortunate, aren't they, to, to get that many games. I don't think modern-day managers will get that much time. But I've been very fortunate, yeah. I've been uh, really out of, out of work if I was sacked which I was in most cases, which is uh, inevitable in football. But um, thankfully, you know, got back in fairly quickly. Um, it's only from the last few years I've not worked, and but, but through my choice. If the stats are bang on, Danny, 1,066 games as a manager. Yeah, you'd be about right, yeah. You've yeah. got to be a good manager to last that long. I know you put yourself down <laughs> there, but seriously, I mean, all your teams played the right way in my eyes, played good football, <clears throat> uh, could compete physically as well. But more often than not, they'll play do the game the right way. Well, that's very kind of John. We, we we tried, you know, we 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 always tried to recruit players who could play in a certain way, um, which was which was my style. I've been brought up of as a player, you know, and uh, I think that uh, players do enjoy playing football. They're appreciated, you know, and if you give people the freedom to to express themselves, you know, they're, they're going to enjoy it a bit more. I think you've still got to have your your um, your structure in your team and your and your discipline. But more than not, you know, you've got to give players the head, you know, when they go on the pitch. And um, and generally when you do that, they'll try something out of the ordinary and that's the thing that gets you off the edge of your seat. Yeah. So see if I take you back, obviously, at Sheffield Wednesday, end of your contract, yeah. Viv's gone to speak to the chairman at Barnsley. Was it a plan going forward that you wanted to dig into coaching, into managing? Uh, had you started your coaching badges? By that time, or had you just gone in and started to learn on the job? Well, no, I just I learned on the job, basically. Um, I'd never even thought about going in. As I said before, I was I was perhaps playing some of the best football I'd, as a, as a player at thirty three years old. I felt great. I felt fit. Um, I I couldn't really see me not playing. Um, and then the opportunity came. People would always say to me that I'll be a manager. I never thought, or for whatever reason, they were telling me that. I didn't know. 
Um, but I'd never really thought about it. Um, I just wanted to prolong my career as long as I could. Yeah. So that's why I keep you fit until I look after myself. And um, and then going into into Barnsley, it, it just became uh, too much player manager. You know, you you're going in you're going in early in the morning. You you you're trying to prepare all the the, the coaching. Um, you get out there. You've got to keep yourself fit. You've got to coach the lads and try and get them into a way of playing that you want them to, a mindset that you want them to. Then you're out court, you're out scouting, you're watching players, you're coming home at midnight and one o'clock in the morning and you're up again at five o'clock to go again. And then you're expected to play Saturday to a certain standard that people expect, like you expect yourself. And it just got too much. It just the, the workload just got too much and that's why I packed it in. So initially, I mean, how unique is that where both yourself and Viv when you first went there, mm. both on the pitch. Yeah. So a manager, assistant manager, yeah. both playing. Yeah. Who's taking the team talks? Who's who's organising things? I mean, all, on the pitch is good. Yeah. But what about half time? Well, we had a we had a great a great uh, first team coach with Eric Winstonley at um, at at, uh, at Barnsley, who was Mr. Barnsley, been Barnsley all his life. Um, could have gone to a lot of other places as well. Could have gone to Man United as a player, stayed at Barnes. That type of loyalty Proper that he had in, yeah. And um, and Eric was was our right hand man, and my right hand man when Viv left for for years. Um, another one who passed away recently in the, in the last couple of years, too soon. Um, but I think with Eric, he we could rely on him. He knew the club inside out. We started to bring a lot of the young lads into the team as well because they give you energy, kids. You know they. They've got no fear sometimes, yeah. you know, and, and in training, you find out in training what the character's like because they're, they're training with senior pros who have been around and, you, and, and you, you know, they don't make it easy for kids. But you find the character out if they're going to come through that. And um, so we did, we started bringing a lot of young lads in, but the young lads that were coming in had worked with Eric because he was the youth team coach right. prior to us coming in. So he knew these lads inside out, he were great, you know, so we could... At half time, he'd see things that you can't see when you're playing, and uh, and he'd get it spot on. And uh, when Viv left, and then I retired after that, <clears throat> um, Eric just became, became a right hand man and, and, a, and a fantastic right hand man. Did you get offered the job straight away when Viv left? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, virtually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was um, it was it was. Fairly easy, really, because we, we we started a process of letting players go who've been out of the club, and we think we, we you know weren't going to lift us up any further. And there was no, you know, there was never any falling out with these players. But we just needed it. We needed every club at some stage needs a little bit of a, a lift and a spark. And sometimes young players can give it you. Sometimes people outside the club can give it you. So we'd gone through that process then. So we, I, I don't think it was any use to anybody or pointless really bringing somebody from the outside in again. You know, because of that process will have to start again. But we we was already through that for twelve months, so um, I think from from John's point of view, John Denny's point of view, the chairman, um, he just thought let's let's go with this and see how where, where it takes us, you know, and see if we can get better and better. I suppose not just from the part that you were there already and and started the process, Danny, financially probably as well. Yeah. Because you know yourself, a big turnaround in players if it's a different style of a manager coming in, etc. Exactly. Yeah. So, but. <clears throat> Probably the the big bonus as well was you were getting a job. Viv's obviously turned round yeah. with his blessing, take oh, yeah. the job and go forward, no problem. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I'm, 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 whether Viv had anything to do with it as well, you know, I, I think he because he, he parted in good terms with John. You know, just said 
give him the job, you know, type of thing. I'm sure that was a conversation as well, which yeah. helped. So, um, yeah, it, it, it turned out to be okay, like, you know, but it, I think Barnsley at the time, if you if you can recall, when the, when all the minor strikes was on, there's a lot of pit areas, obviously, in villages around in Barnsley. People had no jobs, you know, so they need a little bit of a bit of respite somewhere along the line, and football gave it to them. The football club, the community football club, we talked about it before. Yeah. When a, when a, when a, a town has had a football club, they've not had one. There's a, there's a massive void in in there, and I think that's possibly what we gave back to the the void that was in the the, the miners and their families' lives. You know, um, a lot of redundancies and what have you. So they can they could come to the ground and, and vent the frustrations if you like it, but sometimes to to get behind the lads. And uh, and they started to do that, but there was tough times before you know we did anything. Not only did they were the were the the, the, the miners um, striking as well, and the families having you know no food and this that and the other in the house, but we had to we had the um, the Taylor report to adhere to. If you can remember the Taylor report, where people then had to sit down, no standing areas. So, Bazier Football Club have three standing areas, you know, around the ground. So they had to close all three sides and kept one stand open. You know, and for a club, that, that's crippling for a club, you know, you know having the, the revenue coming in. So not only that, we had to renovate the, the ground. So you can imagine how, how tight money was in that area at that time. There was just nothing around. And, uh, and I think that's where the community came in to itself and became so tight of a unit, we all felt part of each other. You know, and the play family club. Yeah, and the and the players will tell you as well. They go out and, and they go and see supporters and yeah. you know and whatever. And they got they got really really um, close to to the fans, and I think the fans respected that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring you up to the void, you said. <coughs> Excuse me. Go on, let that go. So I'm going to bring you up to the void. I'm going to talk about. Go on, have a drink. Down I will. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So I'm going to bring you to the void, which I think the town filled with what you did and the team. 96, 97... Uh, fucking hell, I go again. What? <laughs> so I'm going to bring you to that void you mentioned, you filled with the town. You definitely did in the season 96, 97. Got Barnsley promoted. Yep. Second. Just underneath Bolton. Uh, but what a season. No, I watched a bit of football. I'm going to name some players you brought in. Chris Morgan through the youth system. Mm -hmm. He's had a hell of a career, hasn't he? Yeah. Hard as nails. Oh, yeah. But signed John Hendry, Paul Wilkinson. Yeah. The one that stands out to me, and we've talked about him on the way here, John, didn't we? Neil Redfern. Mm hmm Redders. He was quality for you that season, wasn't he? Or for a few seasons. <coughs> yeah, I think he had... 20 odd goals in 28 yeah. from midfield. Yeah. Incredible. He, he, he was, you can't say on his own he got his promotion, but his goals did. Um, but he was just, he was one of those players, he had one of those seasons, well, he had a couple of seasons, if I but in that particular one, um, it was one of those players where you just wanted him to shoot from anywhere, but you didn't, because he was in such, such silly areas as you go, pass it, pass it, great goal. goal. <laughs> <laughs> and he was one of them, you know, and he, he, was, he was just one of those times of his career where he was he could score from anywhere and he won so many games for us and with us you know he, he, he was brilliant and, and the second season in the Premier League he did really well as well but that particular season he was he was outstanding I loved him as a player I really did yeah. I thought he was magnificent at that level 
Yeah. He was a difference maker. Oh, he was. He was. There's no doubt about it. Every week he was yeah. a difference maker. And yeah. he was, what a good, good player. He had everything. He did. He had everything. Yeah, he did. Could run a game. Yeah. Score you in vital goals. <coughs> yeah, he could. Yeah, it was brilliant. Where was he yeah. before that then? Because he never like come on my radar as a fan. Um, he'd been there for a few years. He, he was one of these. He moved around quite a lot, Neil. You know, quite a lot lower clubs, not not really you know bigger clubs, but um, he, he moved around a lot. Um, but he, like I say, he just he just hit on one particular season when when everybody seemed to click at the same time. It was it was it was astonishing, really. It was quite. Um, I gotta say it's quite um, quite unique, really. You know, because we we had a lot of waves and strays. You know, and plucking people from. I'm gonna overseas. name a few names. You know, yeah, Adrian Dazu is he called? Ariane Dazu. He was brilliant. Ariane Dazu was defender, a defender, Dutch policeman now, isn't he? By all accounts, detective. Yeah, detective. Yeah, yeah he he to be a like policeman that. in Holland. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Holland. Yeah, it's a detective. Good yeah. player. Oh, he was. Yeah, footballer. Good footballer as a defender. Oh, proper defender. Wasn't he? I mean, I, went, I remember selling him to um, <clears throat> uh, to Portsmouth, or, or selling him to Port. Harry Redknapp phoned me up, and Harry said, uh, "I said, Dan, tell me about Dazu." So I said, "Well, what do you want?" He said, "I want a defender." I said, "You've got one. Just buy him. How much are you going to cost you?" I don't know. Just buy him. If that's what you want, he'll do you an unbelievable job. And he did. And, he, and Harry said he was one of the best signings he had. Mm. There was a couple here. Martin Bullock. He had a great season, didn't he? Yeah, we, Viv and I brought him in. Um, we're together from Eastwood Town, uh, non-league. Where did they play? They were playing in North East Counties or something like that. And uh, Well, that's a find, isn't it, yeah? Well, we asked him to come in for train. And he just said, you know, we, we, we'd had a look at him. He said, let's come in train. And within the day, we signed him. He was small, wiry, what an ability. He, he, he'd just drift past you, you know. And he was an unknown quantity as well. Nobody knew him, you know. So he came in. Him and another boy who was similar to him, who, who uh, was recommended, um, called Clint Marcel. Got him here. Yeah. I'm glad you've said it. Well, Bobby Robson and and um, uh, and his uh, associates recommended him from him from Fuguaris, I think it was in Portugal when when Ron was over in, uh, sorry, when um, uh, when Bobby was over in in Portugal. And he said, uh, and I knew, um, I knew him. Wellish, you know, well enough to pick the phone up, <clears throat> and he and he said, uh, "Whoever's not good enough for you is anything over there." And he said, "I've just have a look at this kid." Brought him in, signed him straight away. So the two players there, they were different than what a lot of teams in the division had. And we were playing at the time. We were playing three at the back at the time, you know. So as everybody thinks, it was Chelsea who discovered it. You know, we were playing it twenty years before, you know, and and people were playing 24, 20 years before me as well. <clears throat> so, um, but we, we suited us. Uh, and you've got one of the lads who's coming into the on the podcast, I believe, in a couple of weeks, Jerry Taggart. So you know, so we have three lads at the back that we could play solid but, men as well, though. Aren't but they? they could play. They could step in as well. You know, step into midfield and what have you. But once you're giving them to the the two boys you just mentioned, the ball, you know, in behind the midfield in those pockets they pick up now, that everybody talks about, they were they were unbelievable. And they, because nobody knew them, you know, they they were they just. Phew, they just could pass people for fun. Um, and even when you did know him, they were difficult to pick up because we gave him the freedom to just go anywhere. You know, he could play in the wide, he could play beyond, whatever he wanted. But th those two boys were great for us. John Andrew were good though, weren't he? Yeah. I think I think John Andrew um, and, and Paul Wilkinson, they were the they were the finished article in what the, the positions that they played, they were, they were top of the game. 
able to leave Middlesbrough as well, but I knew they needed they had a partnership um, that we could that would help us, <clears throat> uh, and and not only that they had the they had the experience as well, and they've been at promotions as well. So so we knew that you know they they're not just coming in and you know waiting for them to hit the ground running. They were just going to do it. Were they like the final yeah. pieces of a jigsaw? Yeah. In pre-season when you got them all John was. John was. John. John. John was the last one we brought in uh, later later on. Um, and he just went and he just he just clicked straight away. He was great for us. So we had three players. Big Paul up front, who's a different lead out for us. Decent on the floor as well. But three players who could play around each other. Into feet, all three of them were, were fantastic. You know, So you could feed the ball anywhere to them. And John was great. Experiences as I said, score gold. When did it, you have the chance it's just like watching Brazil kick in? Because that's what the locals were saying, <laughs> wasn't it? I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we just we just played our football, that was all, you know, this, and, and they just they tagged on to something. I don't know where it came from, if I'm honest. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, uh, they, I mean, it, it was enjoyable to watch from my point of view, not, not just the fans. I used, to, I used to love watching them play. You know, when you, you've trained all week and you, you're trying to encourage players to do something and all of a Saturday they're doing it and you think oh that's great and even if you get beat they're trying you know and that's what these lads were they, they were they were young lads in, in some respect inexperienced in, in a lot of cases but they were so willing to learn and and like Eric as well was really experienced as well so he could take defenders and look after defenders teach them how to defend properly and blah 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 uh, and then Mal Shotton who was another centre half who, who was at uh, yeah, yeah Mal was on that, nails. yeah was on was on the coaching staff as well, the reserve. So he was another one who could really sort the defensive side out. You know, spend time with them. I like to spend time with the attacking side of it. I was I was more on that. <clears throat> but um, yeah, they were they were they were great. There's some. It was it was really good to work with. Could you see like the build up, the momentum, and the crowds going up all the time? Yeah, in that and season. Talking the tone. Yeah, in that season. First game we had, we went. Um, I think it was West Brom. I think we had the first game of season away at West Brom and um, we won 2-0 and uh, I went and I said to Eric I went fancied West Brom as well weren't yeah they? they were yeah and I said to Eric I went Neil if we can carry on like this Bob we've got a chance he went shut up it's only first game <laughs> I went yeah that's fair enough yeah and, and, but they did they got better you won the first mm -hmm. four I think we did yeah no, mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll believe you what you said though, yeah. please do because John don't <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a good start, though, isn't it? Well, it was, and I, and and it's not just it's like everything. You if you if you if you're trying to work all week with players, and you and and then all of a sudden Saturday you don't win games, you can lose a little bit of belief in what you're doing. But if you win, you know that that belief, crikey, you you can't replace it. No. The confidence is is a main thing. I know we've touched on it past with John, but there were Bolton, Barnes, who else? It Wolves and West Wolves. Brom in the end. Yeah, yeah. they were fighting yeah. for promotion. Yeah. You've got three big clubs yeah. there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. So yeah. I am going to say, most of the season, you were up there all the time, weren't you? Yeah, for a lot of the season, yeah. yeah. Players playing well. Yep. Barnsley, like, Bolton, not a massive club. Anybody come in for any of your players during that season? Um, no. No? No, I don't think they did. I don't think anybody came in with any, with any bids. They might have, they might have inquired. Going back again, they'll have gone to the chairman anyway, you know. Right. So if if it was if the chairman's anything, what I think he was like, he he thought we got half a chance. He wouldn't let them go anyway. No. Didn't need to, because they weren't costing the earth either. 
you know, so it, it was maybe cheaper or better for us to keep them at the club anyway to just see what happened. So um, I, I don't believe um, at that stage anybody came in for anybody, no. no. So I'm going to bring you to the end. Last home game of the season, if you beat Bradford, you're promoted. Yeah. What a game for the town and the fans. I remember having a similar game, Preston. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. Nervy game, wasn't it? Well, it, well, it was, yeah. I mean, it, you, you're trying to protect the lads and keep them away from all the you know, the headlights that's on them all the time and what have you. And, well, they've got to look at the newspapers and they know what they can read. They can, they're listening to the radio and they're listening to the supporters when they're coming in and they know the, how big this game is, but we're, try, we're trying to play it down and trying to keep it as low as possible. I bet it was bouncing though, the Orkwell, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was yeah. Rammed. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, we take the boys out for a couple of pints during the week as well, you know, just to, you know, come on, yeah, let's, let's just just carry on what you're doing. And, well, you know they're going to be nerves. But regardless, now, you're never going to get away from it because you no. know how much it means to the town. Yeah. And the more you mix in the town, the more you, you meet supporters out as yeah. well, you know what it means to them. Yeah. So you can relax as much as you want, but when it comes to kick-off on three o'clock on a Saturday and it's in that game, yeah. you know what's expected of oh, you. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, and and the game itself as well. Bradford, Bradford had some good players as well yeah. there. And there's one particular boy who I played at Luton with called John Dreyer. We used to call him Tumble. Did he go Bolton? We had him at Bolton. Yeah, of course. We had him at Bolton. Yeah, Tumble. You know, Tumble Dreyer. Yeah. And uh, we should, we should, he got he was he was he played at the back. He found himself in the in the box at nil nil, and the ball came into him. And he got a lot, he had a good left foot, and he screwed this ball wide from about four yards. I don't know how he missed it, and I turned to him and I said. We'll win today. I said, if I can't put that in there, we've got a chance. And uh, and we did. We, we, we scored about 10 minutes later um, and then finished off with a 2 0 with, with Clint Marcel. That's the one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the, he got the second goal and it just the, the place just erupted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah amazing. F fantastic. I mean, it, it was just great for everybody. I mean, going, you know, talking about what the the um, the local supporters as well, you know, they, they, it was just a dream for them. You know, and, and then the the season we're in the in the in the uh, Premier League was a season they never thought they'd have. So they just go, they went to enjoy it. You Nothing know, wrong with that, is there? No, not at all. Not at all. Whether we're going to survive or not is different, but you know they were going to enjoy it. But fully deserved as well because the football you played that season. I mean, I remember yeah. that particular season. I mean, we obviously won it yeah. that season, but we couldn't beat. We drew twice. Twice we did, yeah. Two two. Yeah, both we games. did, yeah. Yeah, we did. And, and both games, games well. were nip and tuck. It could have went either way. Yeah. Good games, Probably it? the fairest thing was a draw each game. Yeah. Because we weren't any better. Yeah. Or any worse than each other. It yeah, was that's like, right. And both teams tried to play the same way. Good they football. They were, they, were, they were two good games, I can remember. Great games. Yeah, they were. No, I think the best the best two teams in the league went up. Yeah. And, and that's what they're saying to we, we were I don't think either team were lucky. You know, they did earn no, I think we the right to go up. Got what we deserved, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, the, the, the biggest question was who was going to win it and who was yeah. going to be runners up. Other than that, that's right. I think it was cut and dried, really. Yeah. We not, weren't bothered. Not long after Christmas. <laughs> just, yeah, I think anyone should <laughs> just get promoted, don't yeah. they? Yeah. No. That's right. It was good. It was. What was it like, the town? Did you have a big celebration? Um, like a civic hall, the fans come out. Yeah, yeah, we know, everything. I mean, with all due respect, the lads were pissed for a week, you know, because we went to we went to Oxford and lost game of the season, got thumped five. Were you bothered? No. And neither were the fans. No, the, the F5, I think they were still half drunk, half of them. Um, and rightly so, they deserved it, you know. So, he, yeah, but listen, you like to finish off on a good note, of course you do, but very understandable that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But the fans were in party mood anyway, and the Oxford fans were great, 
you know, and uh, I think it, it, because we're such a small club and, and, you know, everybody's got a dream, haven't they? You know, and it never always comes true, but you always believe that one day it would. And, and that was a day. So I think I the Oxford fans were, were right behind us as well, you know, because they were a smallish club and, you know, and, and they they can dream as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it's something we touched on about new grounds. So Barnsley is a heartbeat of the town, isn't it? A football yeah. club. Yeah. Bolton was, and these new grounds getting taken away, the, the heartbeat loses, doesn't it? So Barnsley's football ground is just on the town, so it's like a few beers in town, walk to the ground. Yeah. That season, though, I bet people are going in the town earlier, more people are coming to the matches, like you said. Yeah. And the town's had a hardship. I, you, I probably, only the fans will tell you how much of a joy you probably give them that team that year and the season after. It's been brilliant. I mean, I've I've been back many times, and you know the the fans have been absolutely superb with us. You know, in fact, you know, up and down the country, I've never really had an argument with any of the fans. They've always been quite supportive wherever I've been, but but especially at Barnsley, you know, because of you know the the little bit of joy that we had for that season or a couple of seasons. So um, no, they're great. I've, I've been back recently. I've been to games and I've been back um, uh, doing a Q and A and things like that, and, and it's. You know, it's been sell, sold out, so it's been very, very supportive, and I don't, they'll never forget it. I know they won't. I don't you know, think you I'm, will, either, no, I won't. It's one of the, it was the highlights of my career. Of course, it was a, a, a managerial career, managerial career. So I'll never, I'll never forget it. But I'll never forget either what it meant to the to the community. That was that was massive for us, and everything that went on. I don't think you'll have you like it was quite unique in in the way that everything came together. You won't get many promotions with. The background, that, the cash and everything. Yeah, with the background that they've had and the unemployment that you've had, and small, you, you, I think these just all these things came together at the right time. I don't think you'll see that that um, that dream story again. You know, you, you might have a team that's been got a benefactor gone in there, and it's a small club and they've done well. Um, but everything that went together and, and the pulling together, I don't think that will will ever be seen again. Probably won't. It won't, no, will it? I, I doubt Cause it. Because it, it won't work that but no more, will it? It's going to, Well, it's more and more difficult anyway. Yeah. So, Premiership, was your phone ringing then with agents and stuff like that? Because obviously there's a bit of money coming in Barnsley. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. All the time. Now, I, you know, I've, I've turned down some of the best players in the world I have, according to the agents. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, listen, this is, and all of a sudden, it's like everything... It's a new world. It's a new. It's new to the club as well. Don't forget. There's all the ticketing. There's all the, yeah. the stadium to get ready. There's all the Premier League um, rules and regulations that you've got to follow. It was. It was quite um, quite daunting for the staff, you know, because they'd never been rushed off the feet. And before, have you got really. pressure to sign as well? Sign people. Well, we had, yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, the the enormity of of, of where we were at the time. Um, I'll give you an example. David May went from Blackburn to Man United for five million quid. One player. My budget was five. That's all it was. That's all we could have, the club would give me. Understandably, because they, they had to invest in the club. So we had the training ground redone and all done and everything. It's a new stadium, all seating, blow, everything done. Um, it's happy paid for. Can I ask um, you a question? Just because I'm a fan, John will know the answer. So your budget was five million. Yeah. Is that wages or transfers on wages? Everything. Everything. Right. Everything. Five five million about five million quid to spend. Yeah. And um and, and that's the the lovely thing about it, that John Dennis was straight as the die, he would tell you. And you go in to say, John, can I have some no. Have you got no. 
nothing. That's your bullshit. Just get on with it. There you go. And and he'd say, yeah, that's fine. That's that's, that's great. You know, and uh, he was he was very very straight strict in in that respect. But what was brilliant about it is is the legacy now after the Premiership year, if you like, is you when you go back now, I, I see all the training facilities and I see the stand. And I think, you know what, we could have flitted that frittered that away well, on a, a couple of crap players. You know, and never see this here. So the the club did brilliant, really, in, in doing that. They've done it the right way. Proper, properly, yeah. And like you said, now yeah. for years and years and years to come, you can go back there and you see the benefit of yeah. that season. You can, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And like I said, and, and fly-by-night player could have come in, eaten all that money up and gone and never seen him again. And, you know, nothing to show for you, no. for your efforts. Well, talking of signings, you did bring some in. Jan Agafiotov, yeah. Ashley Ward, Darren Bernard... Eric Tinkler, Georgia Hishtoff, just to name a few. Yeah. I think Tinkler did all right, didn't he? Early doors? Yeah, did yeah, Eric did. Eric, Eric's a good midfield player, but six foot two. He scored a few early doors. Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a rocket of a shot. The only thing, the problem with um, with him was pace. He was he was a bit one-paced. On the ball, a very good, strong centre midfield player. He could break things up. But, but not much pace. His goals would always come from distance if he, if he got a goal. Um, but when you get in the Premier League, it's a different kettle of fish. You're not playing against, you know, the the teams that, that we played against the year before. You're not playing against that caliber of player. So it was difficult. You know, all of a sudden you're up against Ryan Giggs or, you know, or whoever. Um, so one or two of the lads that we brought in, we left one team because he just never never played at that level. Um, you got off. He, he had yeah, Jan was okay. Jan, Jan, Jan had played at Middlesbrough, you know. So Jan came in and scored. You know, he scored goals for us, and that's what we needed. He, he scored goals yeah. throughout his career, didn't he? He was a yeah. good centre forward. Oh yeah, it? yeah. That's, Swindon that's, was his best time, probably. I would say. Yeah. That's what we were, we were missing. We bought um, young Ristoff, uh, Georgia Ristoff was. Um, How did he come across then? How did that signing happen? We, we went to watch him. He, he was playing for. Um, uh, Partisan? No. No. He, no. He, uh, international. He was a uh, young international. He was only about twenty, twenty-two or something like that. So, so someone tipped one. you off to say go and watch him. Yeah. Or just watching anyway. We were just, we went to watch him. No, we'd been tipped off to watch him. So we went to I can't think. Uh, I was, um, Montenegro. I think it was, I think Montenegro. He was. He was played in. Uh, no, he wasn't Croatia. Sorry, he'll come to me anyway. But we went to watch him anyway, and he did really well. And he was quick, strong. Um, a typical um, Eastern Bloc player where he had lots of ability and strong down here, but still young. And coming to the Premier League, it took him a long time to settle in. It really did. He probably didn't, did it? Not really, no. Yeah, yeah so that's that's fair enough, yeah. Um, so really, that... that that was a little bit of a chunk of our money as well. That was about nine hundred grand when we spent on. That was a lot of money for us. Off your five million. Yeah, and but we wanted a young one, and we wanted somebody we could try and resell as well. So we're going to pay that money. We need to get money back if we could. Mm. I suppose that's one of them players. Or <clears throat> if you hit the ground running with a name like that, season after a three, four, five million pound move, come. Yeah, everyone's happy. Well, he didn't set off on the on the best foot straight away because he did a, t- a, a, a TV and a radio interview and said that women from Barnsley were ugly. <laughs> so, I, no. I remember that. Yeah, well, that's so, him done then, isn't it? Well, uh, there was no oh, point in him going out the weekend, was it? that's the last thing you want to be saying. Yeah. Anyway, so just naivety, you know. Yeah. And uh, so straight away, the fans were a little bit, you know, not not really getting behind him. Um, 
Yeah, so so in that respect, he, you know, they got and one or two of the other players who came in did did okay. But again, you know, we, we went to the first game of the season. We played West Ham, and West Ham the season before had had a fairly tricky. They nearly got relegated. Tricky time. So all everybody's thinking, oh, what a good first they game. Spent that. the cash on West Ham, didn't they? Yeah. Did they have Arsenal up front. Yeah. So what a what a good what a good draw off, oh, good um, good game uh, fixture for the first game of the season at home against a team who struggled. We came out of the tunnel, walked down the tunnel, side by side, both teams, and our lads looked like little boys. They were massive, absolutely massive, and they were still the same players from last year. So majority of them, anyway, come down and they beat us two 0 We just bounced off them, and we got back in the dressing room, and the lads just yeah. wow. I said, well, listen, this is one of the teams who didn't do well last year. You've got teams who, are, Wait, who did do well. Team. Yeah. yeah, so you've got, to, you've got to up the ante, boys. This is it, you know. So um, we, we didn't really hit the ground running till about just before Christmas. We started to get some good results. And, but it's, I think it's too late by then. You know, it's, although you think you still can, we just left it too late. Redburn did all right again in the Premiership, wasn't mm, he? He scored it. a few goals. Absolutely, yeah. He did, yeah. Redders did really well, really well. And uh, I think he went... He went to Charlton after that um, when they were to South in the Prem. So, um, yeah, he did, he did really well. He did really well for us. As a, as a manager, Danny, how, how hard was it? You've just got promotion from the Championship up to the Premier League. Yep. The boys have all earned that right. You know what I mean? Done really well all season. You get to the, the Premier League and you know you've got to go and improve the squad. Yep. But how hard emotionally <clears throat> is it to turn around and say to some of the boys, like, you're not going to be able to do it for me in this league? Well, that's a learning curve from my point of view. If I if I had that that chance again, I'd have left quite a few of them out. But you want to give them the opportunity to play in the Premier League. But is it right to have that emotional, you know, type of, of thoughts instead of being clinical and going bump? Yeah, well done, boys. You've got us here. Go and help somebody else. I think I'd have taken the latter way of doing things. I'd have done it because one or two weren't up to it. But you got to take into account as well, we couldn't afford to bring other players in. And we weren't going to get a lot of money for the lads yeah. anyway, you know, that, that we wanted to let go. Um, so it was, it was a bit of a conundrum, really. It, was a bit, you know, it, was, it wasn't an easy one. Maybe a bit too to loyal call. at times. Maybe a bit too loyal to yeah, certain players. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But yeah. again, they've earned that right, the, so the, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. real tough one, I'd it imagine. Is, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, and I think knowing what I know now, um, maybe being a bit tougher than I am, and understanding, I'd have done it. Yeah, I go bump. If it's a more experienced manager who'd done, who'd been there before and seen it, he'd have done it. I was still quite young, and I was still giving the lads a chance. And maybe, maybe in hindsight, it wasn't right. I want to say something here. That's probably the best question in every podcast we've done here. That <laughs> I thought, what a question that was. <laughs> Don't need stats for that. That's a football. Qu that was a proper that question. Wasn't that, bad, wasn't that, it? Wasn't yeah. it? that went bad. Yeah, that was a proper it? answer. Oh, very kind. <laughs> You stumped me. <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, when you look at it, you know, yeah. and again, I think Danny hit on the the emotional attachment to the town, the supporters, you know, and as a whole, the boys are under right. It's tough. Yeah. It really is. It is. Do you know, and, and it's and these guys will be popular in the town as well. So yeah. <clears throat> tough, tough decisions, like you said, yeah. and, and being a young manager. And I still see a lot of the lads who I would have let, I would have let go as well. Yeah. I still, and they're great. Yeah. They're good as gold. Now, would they have been the same with me if I, if I let them go? I don't know. Because you would have denied them the opportunity to play in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I see them now and they're, they're good as gold. So, and, and a lot of them have never played in it since. No. So possibly that was the answer. 
You know, they may be not good enough. So mm. really, Premiership, all the high line, winning or losing, just being there, mixing it with the big boys. But you mixed it with the big boys in a little FA Cup run, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, we did We did well in the FA Cup, in, quite honestly. Um, obviously, the biggest one was the Man United game. We, uh, we we went to Old Trafford. I actually watched that. Yeah, we, we went to Old Trafford and played really well. And drew 1-1. We had the the most or the biggest stonewall penalty in the last minute of the game in front of the um, Stretford end I've ever seen in my life and the referee shit himself. <laughs> Honestly, that's what he did, he shit himself. He couldn't give it. Andy Little went through and um, a certain fullback who's on TV as a pundit absolutely hacked him down knee high and the referee turned away and didn't give it a suit. We should have beat them at Old Trafford. Should have beat him two one, and uh, even Fergus said afterwards. He said, "I don't believe. I can't believe he didn't get a." Can penalty. I ask you a question? Mm. Did you have the rant about the ref afterwards? No. Did you keep keep yourself to yourself? Yeah. I was just going to say, did you get a fine then if you did? No, no. I told him the truth. They said because it's going to be hard to. <clears throat> well, they asked you a question, but you don't. You... I've never been one for having to go to referees anyway. I don't. Hard job, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a tough job. It's a it's a really tough job. I wouldn't, you know, you you criticise no matter what you do, right or wrong. And even if you prove right, you still get criticised. And so I, I tend to steer away from it. Um, there's one or two times that I've been quite miffed. Um, but that one in particular was, we had another opportunity. And it was Man United. And he was at home. So I didn't want to really have a go to him, just in case we got the same referee again anyway. Yeah. Um, but we didn't. And uh, we took him back to our place and we, we ended up beating 3-2. It was a Deserved great game. as well, though. Yeah, we played well. We played, played great well. football. Did John Hendry got a cracker as well that game? Well, um, that was the one that I think. No, that was at Old Trafford. I think Peter Smeichel missed kicked a goal straight to uh, to John. John stuck it in. Great finish, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was a great finish. Yeah, um, the lad, um, a young boy, a young fullback who who uh, who played in that in the game, scored two headers against United in uh, Man United. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yes, I remember that. He's Scotty, and uh, so I think in that respect. Uh, yeah, we did. We did deserve it, but it's only a bit of respite from the league. But the other you know, priority is obviously the league. But the fans loved it, you know, yeah. beating Man United in, in a full house and, and what have you. Yeah. So I'm going to talk honest now. So after Christmas, the league table shaping up. You kind of know who's not going to make it. Yeah. When do you start planning for the next season? After the last game of the season. Do you? Or, or when you know when you know you're safe or you're not safe. Whichever you go, you go the distance until until something's mathematically not achievable, then you still go for it. You've got to keep that belief in your team. You can't you can't give up as a manager, and you can't give up on your players because they sense it, they know, and they can read as well. And if you're if, and your tonality when you when you're doing interviews, they know that it's giving up. If the manager loses his spark, that's it. Don't it is, yeah. Without yeah, it's time to give up. Yeah, without it. Raise the white flags. Yeah. So, so we never did. We never really give up. Um, and didn't believe that because second part of the season we we picked up, you know, and we started picking some good results up, and um, and it gave us a, bit, a lot of hope. But it was that distance was just a bit too much to catch up. We had we had to put form of of the champions at the bottom. It happens, all, doesn't it? As well, sometimes, yeah. doesn't it? It does, yeah. It you know, do, yeah. We were still going until Sheffield Wednesday beat us at, at Wednesday two one. Decanio scored uh, the second goal to. And they were down there as well. And it just gave them that breather from us. 
because I thought if we got a result there or even won the game there, then we were neck and neck with them, and that would have been that would have been ideal from our point of view. You know, the the pressure was on Wednesday, yeah. but they beat us a last minute goal. So mm. gutted relegation. Yeah, gutted. Yeah, we, we we lost we lost at um, we lost at Leicester in a in a game that was we never got into. We we we've, we looked like we were. We were, we were down. Right. I think the players themselves are just, you know, and they never really, never played at all. They beat us 1-0 with a scrappiest, scruffiest goal, um, you can imagine. Um, but that was the way it was. It was just that type of game, but we never got hold of the game. We never we never were threatening. We didn't we didn't really loot like we believed we were staying up because that was the one game we needed to win. Lose that game and we were down. Um, but we still had games as well, to, two more games to play. But that was defining, was obviously. Yeah, was it? Yeah. So it was really, really, you know, it, it was very emotional, you know, for, for all sorts of reasons. Like, you know, yeah. I know people say it's only football. But Tottenham are still proud, though, aren't they? They what, sorry? Still proud. Yeah, absolutely. Still yeah. back in the club. And the fans the were, were there as well, you know. They're still they taking, you know, um, every ticket that was available for the away teams. They, you know, we, we sell everyone every week, you know. So they, they were really, really supportive to us. Um, so it was very emotional for them, you know, the... the you know, the ride that they'd been on had, had, had finished. You know, they were back to championship. So when did Sheffield Wednesday come knocking? Um, I don't know when they came knocking, but because of the relationship I had with, with John, Dav John Dennis, the chairman <clears throat> at Barnsley, he was always honest with me. You know, he, he'd tell me, you know, whatever, he, and he said, when's he's coming? And I said, all right. Um, he said, uh, they've uh, asked, of, asked for you, and I've told them to fuck off. That's his words. Yes. Yeah. He said, "I've told the fuck up." He said, "Well, why are you telling me?" He said, "Because I tell you, I've told you, I would tell you." I said, "Great." Anyway, they came back again, um, and he said, "No, I want this." So they came back with the money, and uh, he said, "I have to tell you, you know, they've they've paid the money that I asked for, or they they want to pay the money I've asked for. Now it's up to you. Said, you know, I'll, I don't mind if you don't want to go." I said, "But if they do go, that's what you we're going to get." So I said, "Well, I'll go. I want to talk to him." And the reason is that is that any other club I wouldn't have gone, but with, because of my history there with them yeah. before, um, I knew a lot of people there. The, the supporters knew me, I knew the supporters as well. But I also phoned Big Ron up. I phoned Ron up and I said, Ron, what do you think? And he said, Dan, he says, you've got to go back. It's a great club. They said, it's massive. You know, I said, you're leaving Barnes, I know that. I said, but again, the reason I've just said, they all know you there. You know, they'll give you a chance. You know, they'll stick with you. Blah, blah, blah. So I said, all right. So I went to talk to him and, and, and that was it. Yeah, it was very sad, really, because it... It's an emotional tie, though, isn't it? It was. They, they were the only club I would have gone to. I promise you that. Listen, Man United coming out, they're going to said, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. But for the level of club that, that came in for me, they were the only one I would have gone to. And it was only because of the history I had with them. Did you also have a bit of your... wanting to get in the Premiership and have a, another crack managing? Oh, yeah, of course. And it's a big club as well. You know, he, of course, we said that Sheffield clubs huge. are massive. Yeah. Massive. Huge. Bigger I, than big. It's yeah. huge. Well, I remember years and years ago, Neil Warnock had a chance to go to Chelsea and turned it down. And he always said, that's the biggest mistake I made. I should have I should have gone to Chelsea at that time. Chelsea were only, they were a, a mediocre club at the time. They weren't what they are now. And uh, <clears throat> and he said, uh, I regret it. And those words were always in, in my head. If I don't take the chance now, I'll never get a chance again. I thought I've got to take it, and I you don't know. think mm -hmm. a Barnsley fan would hold it against you. Oh, there's one or two did. 
Did they? Oh, yeah. Look, Mine's rivals. relegated, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's, my it's, bad. It's I was trying good. to think you've done... Oh, no, but, listen, they, they were great with that respect, but it was because I've gone... Sheffield Wednesday. Back to Sheffield again. Yeah. You know, that was that was it, the rivals, you know, so there was there was always that, you know, and uh, I think they thought, it was, you know, they wanted to be stayed to try and get them back up again, and, and that's understandable. But I never fell out with anybody, you know, but there's still, there was still, obviously, that dissent that... And that's only because you were good at your job. Because when you look at it from the point of view of there, it said, I own you go. They wanted you there because you yeah. were good at your job. It's as simple as a mark of respect, really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, if you're looking at it that I think way, you've I got just, to take it positive yeah. as a mark of respect because you, yeah. you know they're not going to be happy with you leaving. No, no. They're so. not. No. No, I mean, and even going back again, like later on, you know, it, they were brilliant then, you know, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. Sorry. Sheffield Wednesday. Weren't the same club as a playing though, were you? No. With us, it wasn't the same, was it? The dynamic had changed completely. Yeah, completely. Um, I think what they had a struggle in the league. Obviously, I mean, you don't go to you don't get appointed to other football clubs when they when they've won the league. No. You know, unless somebody walked out to another big job, um, and uh, they struggled, and they let um, Peter Shrews was was taking over as 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 a, a caretaker manager. Um, and he was still at the club, <coughs> excuse me, and they wanted somebody else to come in. So obviously you're going in a club where morale's a bit low, you know. The, well, you finished 16th, the players. finished 16th the season all right. prior to you. They did all right. They did all right, in fairness. And then it comes as usual when the promises that you were made don't come to fruition. So you got promised what, a better budget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do this, and then all of a sudden it's, I need to get rid of him, I need to get rid of him. You get rid Once of you've signed, yeah, it's it's it's, it's the case. Yeah. You know? Common thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, with the uh, the finances weren't as strong as I thought they were at Sheffield Wednesday at the time, and bearing in mind, you know, they've, they've got some big players there on lots of money, and that that was eating up at, at everything, and they were struggling a bit, so the the crowds were coming down a bit, you know, so that that was um, that was a big eye opener for me in, in that respect, yeah. But your first season, you had to let go a few players, budget down, mm-hmm. finish 14th, seven points better than the previous year. It's not much progress, but it is yeah. progress considering the cards you were dealt with. Well, it is. It was pro- I, I was quite happy with that. You know, the, the club were more than happy with that, you know, because I think they thought that it was a relegation scrap again. And um, so to get to 14th, it was, it, it was promising that maybe season after... We might even better that again. You'd kick on again the next Yeah, we were hoping so, yeah. And and with a, with a few more players and get rid of one or two and bring one or two quality players in, um, things would, would hopefully pick up. Was it a case, though, Danny, when they, when they were saying to you, obviously, get rid of the possibly the bigger earners? Do you know what I mean? Was there, was there a, a drop in quality then coming in maybe for half their wages? And, do you know what I mean? Was there a, a dip in quality team-wise? Well, I think what you, got, what you get, John, and... and you might know this and you might know, but whatever, is that agents and, and whatever, you, they've got the best players in the world. So if you're trying to get rid of one player, they're going to bring you, this other player in, in your mind, who's nowhere near as good as this this lad, but he wants the same money, if not more. Yeah. So they know you're struggling a bit. So if you can't get your first choice in for a budget that you can afford, you're going for the second choice and they know you're struggling now. You can't get him, can you? So you want him? Well, he's going to cost you the same as that. So the God, they're inflation. like vampires from agents, aren't they? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not just the agents as well, it's the players as well. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not daft. They're not it's just daft. they can hide behind the agent. But it's false economy. Yeah, it is, yeah. 
Yeah, it is. So that's that's the problem that we had. Sheffield Wednesday were in the Premier League. You know, thirty thousand every week going and watching them. Big club in some people's eyes. So you think, right? I want to go and get him. Okay, he's is that your is that your price bracket? Forget it. You can't get him. Right? Who's your number two? Who's your number three? Who's your number fourth choice? And you end up going to number four with the same budget that you wanted number one. Because so he's got you over a barrel, really. You know you need the players and you need the quality to stay up in, in whatever. But you're getting a player for the same price, but he's not nowhere near the one who's your first choice. So let's bring you back. You had to let a bit of quality go, but you didn't... I don't know if you had a choice, but uh, a certain Paolo Di Canio. Mm. Yeah. Check out that incident. <laughs> <laughs> it made everybody smile, didn't it? The one with the referee. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul Adcock. Paul Alcock. Alcock. Yeah, oh my no walls. Pants of mine flipping villain. Oh, no he didn't have them Reeboks on like you had at <laughs> I think you'll have his slippers on. Oh my god. It was it was an embarrassment really. It was an embarrassment a, all the way through. Think he made a meal with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Very disgraceful. Yeah. It, listen, Paolo should never have, have done what he did. He shouldn't have raised his hands to a referee. But if you if you see the game back again against Arsenal, yeah. he got kicked from Pillip to post. And that the particular incident was was a was a byproduct of. I think it was I think it was Nigel Winterburn had just absolutely clattered him from the back, clattered him, and uh, and he got up and he and Winterburn, in his face, wasn't he, Winterburn, wasn't he? Yeah, and he he'd gone away, and then referees come and he said, "I have some protection, by the way." And he went, "Ah, oh, there's no there's no foul." Blah, blah, blah. And he just went off, and he, and he just it was like a push and walked away. And you know, but he shouldn't. Do, that was it. But then he starts to go down in stages. He's in trouble. We knew straight away, wasn't it? When he yeah, went down, yeah. wasn't it? We knew straight away. It was like in trouble, wasn't it? Yeah, we we knew. We said to him, "This is trouble." Yeah. And uh, next minute, it's the red card, and and he's off. And <laughs> but the Arsenal players were horrible, weren't they? They were oh, around yeah. him like. Oh yeah, because they know he'll react. They know to wind them up. They'll get a reaction. Yeah, and it was, that was funny actually because he walked off the pitch, and Nigel Winterburn was was giving him some. So Paolo went <laughs> as if he was going to knock And he yeah, he took one. <laughs> cool. Yeah, went out the way like, but. Uh, but that just it just started a, the whole ball rolling of, of one problem after another after another. Paolo got straight on a player, went to Italy, um, couldn't get hold of him, wouldn't answer his phone, couldn't get him back. I'd, we had all sorts of uh, medical reports coming back from a doctor over there saying he's got depression, you can't move him, mean, mental problems. We couldn't say no. You know, we've got the we've got the documents in front of us. The chairman. Then had a meeting with all the he, he was chairman of the Premier League, uh, and he had a, he had a, he reckoned had a meeting with everybody. He got the sign or he got um, uh, everybody's word that they will not touch him in the Premier League if he's off. Now Paolo was worth about at that time anything he was flying, between wasn't yeah anything between five and eight million quid something like that his, his value, and uh, everybody said no they're not going to touch him, so. Next minute, he goes to West Ham, 1.5 million quid. So the club has lost whatever, and West Ham's got the best deal in the world for nothing, blah, blah, blah. And, and we, we can't replace him because he's got no money. What was it like in the dressing room? Um, was it easy? No, not? it was di very difficult, very difficult. But it, it was difficult in a way that he didn't believe in the players around him were good enough for him. He thought he was the best player. And it, and it was possibly he? was. Yeah, possibly it was, yeah. And and sometimes and sometimes you get you just get really frustrated. Um <clears throat> I had a I had a 
a bit of a go with him a couple of times about his his work ethic, and only on the only on the defensive side of it that when it broke down, he would he, we we we, we had ten men, we had we had nine men sometimes because. Um, Benito Carboni was was in the team well, as, well. Next one as well. Well, they didn't want to. They didn't want to do the other side of it. They expected the team to do the defensive work for him and give him the ball, go and attack. Now that's nothing wrong with that at times. If you've got a team good enough, who can carry, we we weren't. We we defensively we we'd let too many goals in, so we needed everybody in a certain area and blah blah. blah. And so you know we, we didn't see eye to eye in one or two things in that, uh, which is didn't bother me. I, I suppose it didn't bother him. But looking back now, more experience, I'd have dealt with it dif differently. There's no doubt about it. I would, I would have dealt with Paolo oh, differently. I'd, I think I've understood him more because he, he was a, he was a bit of a maverick, but it was, a, it was a, it was a game changer. And sometimes you've got to give a little bit more to these because these lads looked at him to win the game, and he could win the game for you. So you've got to give him a little bit of leeway. Maybe these other nine or ten couldn't win the game for you, but they knew he could. So you've got to give a little bit. And I didn't give a bit. I was still tough with him. And uh, maybe I should have, with a bit more experience, dealt with him. But his standards better. were high, weren't they? Yeah. Danny, and, and it was like, it would get to him if he didn't train, <clears throat> if the others didn't train right, or yeah. he felt they didn't prepare right, or anything like that. Spot on. And it was a fit so, lad. But it's a fine line where do you lose nine mm. for the sake of two? Yeah. Or do you try and keep that going? And it's tough, in it? Because you try and turn a blind eye to certain things, but there's other things you've yeah. got to clamp down on, yeah. which probably annoyed him. That's exactly right. And and it is tough, isn't it? Like you said, somebody <clears throat> maybe down the line more experienced, you look at things differently, don't yeah. you? And, and again, in the dressing room as well, you can see that in the dressing room, it wasn't quite the unity that you want. There's a little bit of a... Is a, it not a, your loot and not your no, bars? No, nothing like room. it. Nothing like it, no. There was, there was, a, there was a, a, a... Oh, a click, he's not right. But... There wasn't that there wasn't that unity that you that you want for the whole squad. Now I know everybody can't get on. You know you don't you, you can't get on with everybody in the football club. You're gonna have an argument here and there, and it, and it might fester. But there was never there was never that um, how can I say that camaraderie that they go out together. You know like Benny and and uh, Paolo, two Italian lads, different way of of, of life, a different lifestyle. Going to have a pint is not what they do. You know, that's, you've got to accept that. But they still didn't go out and have an orange juice or something. Like, you know, they, it was fairly gap. There was a, there was a gap and it, it didn't help um, in that respect. Um, so that was difficult, you know. And one or two of the, of the English lads used to, like I said, make it even more difficult for them to, to get together because they didn't enjoy how they played. They won't help him at the back and blah blah blah. So they they'd have this. And a hard into nothing, aren't you, Danny? Well, he was. You were fighting fires within the team. You didn't yeah. have. You had enough problems winning games. You didn't want to this during the week and have to deal with this during the week. But there's also there's also underlying things that, that you know Paolo thought he was going to go to a better team and and he was better than us. There's no doubt about it. Um, so he that was probably would have done without the posh, wouldn't it? Would you have said somebody coming for him? Yeah. Oh, he wouldn't, yeah. But we'd have got we'd have got what we think is a third. You're not going to replace him with one point five million, are no, you? No, not at all. That, that push has probably cost Sheffield Wednesday the best part of six six and a half million quid at that well, point. Well, I think it's cost them the 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 Premier League status and their Premier League status, which yeah, yeah. is even more, even more. But yeah. like you, you just said there previous, Danny, when <clears throat> when you've got your dressing room also having a go at them, you know you're on a loser then. Yeah, and, because and, it's them and us, isn't it? It's well, it is, and well, like I say, if 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 I had a bit more experience, I mean, I'd have handled it different. 
Right. I would definitely handle it differently. And and because of of I'm not saying it was that that was a reason. It wasn't that wasn't just the reason. It was just that Paolo was always capable of getting a better club. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah. <clears throat> that's not struggling at the bottom of the division, fighting every year. You know, he could go and show his skills off in a team that's, that's up there. And, um, and he always believed that anyway. Uh, coming from Celtic, which is where he came from, you know, winning games every week, yeah. winning leagues, in front of 65, Thursday, whatever it was, you know, you adored him. Um, he wanted to do that again. And I can understand that, fully understand that. But on the other side of it, the, the players would have to understand that this player can Keep give you a win bonus every week. Keep yeah. you in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, one or two, didn't, I don't think, believed it. No. They wanted him to come back and do the job that I wanted him to do. And I, sometimes I think now, I might have left him out of that and, and put the other nine or ten in different areas or put a different personnel in there that when the ball does break down, we've got that extra defensive strength. Because the kicker is, really, the Canyon wouldn't be any different going to a better team. He'll still be the same in the dressing room. Yeah. Whatever he went, he'll <clears> be the same because his demands and his, his standards oh, are his the standards same. Oh, his standards are high, really exactly. high. He was such a fit boy. Yeah. I, I mean, really fit. Yeah. You know, in pre-season, he, do, he had his own personal trainer over him back in Italy and he'd come back the fittest one ever. It was, it, was, it was incredible. Very, very professional player. Very, But, you know, he's, he's like every every talented player, you know, every talented chef, uh, whoever it is or whatever it may be, they've got a little bit of a temperament. And he, and he had one. Do you know what I'm going to say here? I'm not being disrespectful, but De Canio then was like a poor man's Ronaldo. Now, in many respects, because Ronaldo, the same own chef, fitness, I mean, fitness fanatic. Yeah. But probably going back to Man United, ruined the dressing room. If you look at it from that point of view, and I, I, it was yeah. very hard to handle. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he ruined the dressing room. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he ruined the dressing room no. at all. There were so many different, but hard to personalities in, in the there. dressing room. Yeah, it was difficult. It was, yeah. it was a difficult time. And and bear in mind, they had two seasons of struggle. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that suited Paolo's game. You know, and. Um, and the first thing you do straight away, you're trying to, you're going to sort, you know, if, you, if you're conceding goals, you're not going to win games 4-3, you know, so you've got to clean sheets. Let's get let's get some clean sheets under our belt. However we do it, let's just, just make sure we're solid and then start building. You know, then you can might be able to release them, you know. But you're defending with nine players, two two luxuries out of the game. Yeah. And like you said, you <clears> need <throat> to count on 11 yep. every game, every but, day. But we did, we did. Yeah. You know, like if Man City do it with 11 yeah. with all the quality they've got but they can still do it with 6, 7, 8 because they've got the quality in there to be able to do it 
So somebody, if, if Ireland decides he wants to stroll back or Foden, you know, they can still deal with it. We weren't good enough. But it still doesn't happen too often. Oh, not too often, no, it doesn't. No, they're, they're, they're isolated instances. No, but, but if they need to do it, they can do it. Can. No, we, we weren't capable of that at all. We, we weren't as good as that. How was Carboni once Paolo left? Well, well, Benny again, you know, they had to get him off the wage bill. You know, so that's, that's another one. You know, another quality player, and he was a quality player as well. They both were. Um, <clears throat> but again, once he'd seen that Paolo had gone, he, he was disillusioned now. His, his, his teammates got his... his his uh, um, his mate from from Italy has gone as you know he's and he's he's not on his own that's that's wrong, but his best mate's gone. Yeah. Um, so he's seen he move little on. things for trying to get out of the club then. Well, he wasn't trying to get out of the club. No, he wasn't like that. No, I don't. No, it was. It's just that we had to get him off the wage bill. Went to Bradford, didn't he? Went to Bradford. Yeah. yeah. Bradford paid him a fortune. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then they go Villa. I think he did, didn't he? He went to Villa. Yeah. But do you know what? Mm. He had a lot of moves, didn't he? Oh, he's, yeah, yes. He went to Middlesbrough as well, you, didn't he? You look at him and, it, and you wonder why. You, so you don't wonder why he's got another club because his, his talent was, was fantastic. Great ability. I saw Benny about a, uh, six months ago at uh, Sheffield Wednesday and uh, and he, he, he could be he could be soft at times. And he came in back and said, he put his arm around me. He, you know, he's, yeah. he weren't, we were bosom friends. And he put his arm around me and said, I'm so sorry, he says. I'd have changed my way. I said, I, I, was, I was wrong, wasn't I? I went, yeah, you were, but that's water under the bridge, Benny. But thanks for saying that, it would be great. And he, so he knew what he was doing. So everyone's learning, the players are manager, aren't yeah, they? He's more experienced now and he realises, yeah. you as a manager, I've gone on in more... He's had a try at management. Paolo's had a try at management. They know how difficult it is. And yeah. uh, you know, these problems, how do you deal with them? And you, you deal with the best you can at that time, but I think, going looking back, with more experience, yeah. that has changed. I'd have been different. So it comes to an end at Sheffield Wednesday. <clears throat> I think in the last season, the, what I've got in my stats, no investment. You sold Emerson Tom, four million. Not a great player. Good player, wasn't he? Great player. Yeah. Sold him to Chelsea, actually, didn't you? Chelsea, yeah. Mm. Brought in Gilles de Blood and Gerald Sibon. Gerald Sibon and Gilles de Builder. Near. <laughs> very close to him. Very close. Yeah, and, and Mendeka, and another one came, another Dutch boy came in as well, Vim Jonk. Vim Jonk. And yeah. Vim was, was a captain of of, uh, of Holland, two World Cups, three World Cups maybe. Um, never saw the best of him. Got injured, injured quite a bit. Um, but we didn't have the players. He he could put a ball in six months for a player. But we didn't have the players. We didn't have players. And, and again, you're buying second, third, fourth choices. If they were that good, other people would have took them, wouldn't they? Yeah. As well, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they But like you're saying, you had your list and you're going down. And you get, and then you say, It's very hard because you know you've got, like I said, you've got to take somebody, haven't you? Because the fans will go mad if anything. Yeah, you've got to. But, it, but it, you haven't got the, the resources to, to no. go and get the best ones. So you try and get the best. And again, it with hindsight, whether they were they the best recruitment they could have had a position they were in, possibly not. No. Possibly should have done better at that, you know. So, you know, I look back and, and there's lots of mistakes I've made, you know, lots of, I've not, I'm not sort of shy from any decisions that I've made. Mm. Um, and, and some of them have not been very good, you know, but on the other side of it, it's not been helped because of your lack of resources. You didn't get promised what you took the job for, Well, that, Well, that was a big one. That disappointed me more than anything. That, that really did. Yeah. Do, you not, do you not think though, Danny, at that point, with being a massive club goes against you. 
Because when you are taking players in, they're thinking Sheffield Wednesday. They've yeah. got money. They've got good crowds. They've yeah. got look at the stadium. They've got and so that goes against you. As much as it's a, an advantage at times, it goes against you when it comes down to finance. And you well, haven't got it, it. It did in that respect. In in the in the clinical side of it, there it did, yeah. Yeah. But with the fans, the fans were still brilliant with me. Yeah, good. Honestly, they were they were still they were pissed off the bottom fighting relegation they're not happy they're not happy they're when not, you get beat most but they fans didn't are not turn they can see with the squad can't they yeah but well, they didn't turn on me not at all they, 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 they know what great. you're dealing with they well I, I think so yeah they do yeah, I think they so know. Yeah. and you were one of theirs as well so you, that well, you that, know what yeah. I mean that exactly yeah they were, they, were, they were fine they know they the fine. type of guy you are so they were fine yeah. they were really good so it comes to an end on to another big club big city Bristol City mm. now I'm going to be straight Tell us about the Bristol derby compared to the Sheffield derby. Because <clears throat> you had well, one. The only difference is numbers. They're just the numbers. The number game, it's, it's the same as intensity as, as, as any derby game. I think it's just that you've got bigger crowds in Sheffield that's the, and bigger stadiums. That's that's the only reason. Um, oh, the intensity is just the same. You know, you the, the gas and... They don't like each other, do they? Oh, no, not at all. No, not at all. But I used to have a good banter with the, um, <laughs> with the uh, Bristol Rovers fans. Where the dugouts are on the far side of the pitch at Eastville, um, the, you're right. You're right in front of all the the um, Bristol Rovers fans, and they're virtually on top of the dugout. Not for, only about a couple of feet away. You know they can't get at you, but and uh, so if you get out of the dugout, uh, you, you get abuse. So I used to have some fun with them, and they were they used to be great with me. And you go down in here again, like you know, and all sorts of stuff like. But it was it was good banter. It was never malicious, never took offence to it at all. Um, yeah, they want the team to win, and it's a derby game. But um, but they were always good. But we we always had good results in in those. But not your first one. First one wasn't. You good. lost at home. Yeah. Remember watching on telly. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't stop you then. Oh, you took me on. So first year at Bristol, finished ninth. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Take that. What were your remit going in? Um, they're in. They're in. They're in the red. And again, it's, it's a, it's, you don't go into a club again, like I said, when, when they're flying. No. So first and foremost, they've got to get themselves in a position where, you know, they could climb up the table. And and we stabilised it. We did have a lot of a big, a big uh, clear out, but I knew that before I went in. You know, that was I knew, you're not going to have the money, uh, unless you generate it yourself. But what he wanted to do is get back in into some sort of financial uh, stability. Um, the fortunate thing, or the unfortunate thing, at Bristol City at the time, I had three chairmen in the time I was there. Within in four within, years? I had three in two years. Wow. Um, and they just argued with each other. The board just argued with each other, you know, so, so he left. Then another one left, because he was his mate, the other one left. So there's another chairman, and then another chairman came in. So the last one that I had is Steve Lansdowne, who's there now. Um, and he's been there for a long time now. <clears throat> but he's a very, very wealthy guy. But he didn't have that wealth at that time. Um, and, he, and he wasn't the chairman anyway, so we just on the board. So there wasn't a lot of money to to throw around, but we just had to, you know. Oh, you did. We S did second season. You spent ten grand. Did I? On Christian Roberts. You're joking. <laughs> did, signing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, he was did a great well, signing. Did well for you, didn't it? Oh, if Christian was a good player. But yeah. then you had Scott Murray and Brian Tinian. Yeah, Scott they, they, Murray. Dropped, well, I think he's still the nurse. Still kid, there now. Isn't he? he is, yeah. He's a, He's Kitman, but he's there now. Yeah, it's Kitman. Oh, it's Kitman. Kitman. Yeah, it's Kitman, yeah. Pardon, what was that, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Kitman, yeah. 
I bow to your superior knowledge of him. <laughs> He's the kit man. But uh, what a good yeah, servant yeah. he was. I mean, there. Oh, and Brian Tinian as well. Brian Tinian, not uh, head of youth down there he or is, something? Yeah, he's head of youth down there now, yeah. Two, he was a player, wasn't he? Two real, good, two real good servants. Between the, the two of them, that, the season that we, we got to Wembley, I think I think uh, Scotty had a season like Neil Redfern had at, at Barnsley. Mm -hmm. From a wing, I think he scored about 28 goals. And I think Tinian must have made 27 yeah. of them. Blind, blind. Oh, he used to play blind, straight over the top. Scotty was on his way on the wing, full full pelt, a great pace, in behind the defender, full backs gone. Either score a ball off or he score himself. Yeah. And they couldn't stop it. Brian was such a such a, a precision passer, long distance. So he would be facing that way, but he knew he'd be on his run and he'd just chop them back that way. And they'd oh. and then so Scotty class, be, was it? Oh yeah. Yeah, the pair of them, they they were they were brilliant. Yeah. So momentum's going. League Trophy, Millennium Stadium, 55,000 in, beat Carlisle 2 0. Great day out for the fans. 40,000 was of ours. And you didn't have to go far, did you? No, I didn't know. Over the river, innit? It? it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, just about an hour away. Yeah, it was, it was great because it was the first trophy that they'd, uh, they had for many, many years. And um, yeah, it was brilliant. And the turnout was, was great. Massive. Like I said, was the momentum changing then? Could you see it in yeah. the dressing room in the city again, like you yeah. had in Barnsley? Yeah, it's very similar. So you finished third that year, playoffs, lost to your rivals, Cardiff. That's a bit of a rivalry down there, Cardiff City, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we did. And, and you know, there's, uh, I'm not saying, it, they, weren't, they weren't bad, the fans, in fairness, it was just the fact it was to Cardiff. But they've seen such a, an improvement in the, in, the, in the style of play that we had and certainly the, the results. They, they sort of, Accepted it a bit, you know. Although we still disappointed, accepted it a little bit. But well, it's Cardiff, you know, at least to them, like you know. So, yeah. but that made it a little bit, a bit, um, a bit, a bit worse than it should have been, really. But um, but we were, I mean, to get to where we were at that time, we were the, the club was delighted, was and, and we were getting the red. That was the big thing financially. Fans are coming in. Fans yeah. are coming back. Anyone yeah. come in for Scott Murray? Yeah, he did. They did. He went to Reading. They ended up going to Reading. Um, but never, never did anything there. In fact, he came back. I took him back on loan. Um, Reading came in for I, don't, I think they paid a couple of million quid for him. <clears throat> um, they could never replace Scotty in how we played, uh, although we tried. But we, we couldn't replace him. Um, but he, he didn't do anything at Reading, unfortunately. John said on the way you were saying that some players just click at the club and mm. they're probably best staying. Yeah, I, listen. There's no, there's no problem with that one. But the other side of it, when somebody's dangling some money in front of you and you've, you've not got long in your, in your career, and he's not been a big earner really at, at Bristol, you know, so you, you're going to take it, and and the club's going to take the money as well, by the way, because that was a lot of money for him, and and, and saying they're in the, they're in the red, um, they wanted all as much money as they could to get into the club, so uh, that's how that's how that one turned out. So next season, you've had a great season again, finished third. Mm. Very unlucky for not get promoted. Yeah, we were, yeah. Really unlucky. Playoffs this time, you get to the final. It's Brighton. Yeah. Close game again, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. could have gone yeah. anywhere. You could have had so many promotions in your career. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's ifs and buts, isn't it? But uh, just, just at times, you just got a break. We didn't get a break. I think we got beat 1-0. That's 1-0, yeah. Um, against Brighton. Um, Last nothing, five minutes, penalty. Yeah, penalty, yeah. yeah so there's nothing between the teams, really. It's just it's just what it is how it falls at times. Yeah. You you sometimes just gotta you know you tip your hat and say oh, it's unlucky, but you've got to make your own luck sometimes. And um, 
but in the games, you know, that it was it wasn't the best of games. But just like I said, finished off by a, and it was a penalty as well. I can't, I can't even argue about the penalty. It was. Yeah. I'm gonna give you something here. Found yeah. this by luck last night when I was doing all my research. You ready? Go on. Danny Wilson was one of the best managers down here playing proper football and I loved him. Don't think we've seen football like it since. That was a, a post on a Bristol City forum and it was just cluttered, <coughs> uh, fluttered with everyone agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. So that's a great compliment. Four years there, didn't get him promoted, mm. nearly did, but changed the fortunes and the fans remember you for playing proper attacking football. Well, yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you oh. hope that's whether the case. Sorry, you posted it yourself. Wilson. <laughs> 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 no, but what a great compliment that is. It is, isn't it? And, and and you hope that's true. You know, in in, in terms of when you when you're there, you hope you you you're entertaining them, but you're, you're entertaining with, with winning matches, and you can play great football and lose and not be the same. But they stuck with us again. Yeah. I'm not blowing smoke up your late, but it's a recurring theme now. What's when that? You, well, when you look back, Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> Bristol City, it's every team he's been at. Well, well, if you look at my research here, John, MK Dons, not much to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was the time when it, when they were yeah. pretty much kicking off, weren't they? They were MK Dons. Yeah, they, they were. were. They were. They were playing in. Um, it was the worst pitch in stadium ever been in my life. No atmosphere. No. Just one one stand all open. Uh inside of it, nowhere to train, apart from a, a field that you should have to dodge the dog, do that. Yeah. Um it was it, but it was just it was just getting started. Um Pete Wilkerman who did it, he, I mean if you look He's at done great though now, I mean, I mean, the stadium is fantastic now, but Amazing. probably wrong place at the wrong time. Well, really? yes and no. I think I really enjoyed it, you know, at, at MK. I, I enjoyed it with Pete. Pete was a proper a proper cheerleader for for Milton Keynes. Yeah, um, and he went through some some bad times and tough times with with Wimbledon, obviously, and all their fans and connections, bringing the club, you know, to to Milton Keynes. Um, very luckily, really. I mean, other clubs wouldn't have the the the. the Ability to do that. I don't know how it was done. I've no idea. Not really bothered if I'm honest. But um, but I think the other side of it, he's he's created a, a football club really out of nothing. Yeah. In such a short space of time, and we used to go around to the site where MK Don's new stadium is now, and he said, "This is what's going up here, Dan. We're doing this." And I think that's a pipe dream. All right, all right. All the best, Pete. You know, and uh, come and, and lo and behold, he's done it. He's he's really really worked miracles there. Um, but there was always going to be the 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 area where credibility needed to be put into the club, yeah. and maybe that's why I went to the first place, you know, because sort of I think they wanted a bit of credibility in in the management area. So somebody had to start it off. Yeah, was it so hard to sign anyone or convince anyone to come to this project? It was difficult, mm. very difficult, because yeah. of the growing that you know yeah. that's and the training yeah. facilities, everything about it. Everything it was, it was it. difficult. Yeah. So to stave off relegation, we did in the first year. Was, that was that was a miracle. I don't. I think it was only really because one of the teams had, had Wrexham. Wrexham had lost had points. lost points. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to be even in that position was was amazing, really. But we, we got lucky, really. Do you think they made the ground a bit too big? Nine well, sign. Well, no, not really, because you know the whole idea was they're going to have concerts there. There's they're, they're building a concert um, thing at the back, near and out. 
Um, Pieces, I think he just bought the Ball, which is a big uh, musical venue because that's his industry uh, in music. Um, and they always wanted to to hold uh, events like international events. games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And they've and they've had, they've had quite a few. They've had, yeah, they they just had the, the internationals there. They've got an international coming again next month there. So that's what he wanted to do. But the the second tier of of, of the ground. When it, if it was full, I think it was 50,000 or something like that. So the second tier um, was was if they got promoted. And, and and again, you know, that's that's how they wanted to do it, just in case. But they, so, went, they went a long time, didn't it, with no seats up there? Yeah. And then, obviously, they put the seats yeah, in. Yeah, they did, uh, yeah. It's yeah. A, I tell you what, it's a stunning stadium. It is. It's brilliant. I, 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 you know, I can I raise my hat to him. I, I don't know how he's seen it through. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, from one man's vision... You know, and to, to do all he's done under extreme pressure oh, yeah, as well. Massive respect. Yeah, he's 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 done he's done great. Yeah. And now, I mean, they've got the team now competing at a good level. Well, they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're having a bit of a tough season. They're having this a year. tough season this season, but yeah. in previous seasons, they're playing good well. football yeah. and, and doing well. They have. Yeah, yeah, they have. And and they can they churn out some good players as well. Young yes. ones. They bring good and they sell well. Yeah. They sell well. Yeah. Deli Alley. That's right. Deli Yeah, Bulk, uh, Bulldog. People like that, mm -hmm. they've, uh, they've they've done well, yeah. So Hartlepool United mm -hmm. took over late in the season, couldn't keep them up. No, but the following season, second place finish, promotion. No, they uh, what? I came the I came that pre-season. They've been relegated. Oh, they've already been relegated. Yeah, this so is I, off I the internet, so it's not all me. You know, I'm just looking. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> all yeah. your good work's gone down the pan. <laughs> yeah, straight in it has. <laughs> Either yeah. way, the season you started then. Yeah, yeah. The, the, what were your the, remit the then? Get promotion or? Well, yeah, they wanted to bounce back. You know, that's that's the thing. Um, what was like a budget for Hartlepool then? Two thousand and six. Not a great deal. Not a great deal. You know, you you really had to to deal with what you've got. Um, but Chris Turner was was a friend of mine at, at Sheffield Wednesday, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Chris was chief exec up there, and uh, he just came in and just said, you know, will you come down? Will you will you Sorry, come up and, and just have a look. I said, yeah. So, um, again, it was only, it was, the time span wasn't very long for me being out of work. And um, so I did. I went up there and um, got on the house on fire with, with Chris anyway. Um, but it was difficult because it, the, the club was run by a company called IOR, Independent Oil Recovery. And um, they were based in Aberdeen. <clears throat> so if you wanted a pencil, you had to put a request into Aberdeen they come back to you and then they come to you. So he was, it, it, and you had to do that. Match days, after match days, chairman had come down to every game, virtually. Uh, and then you had to write a report in, send the report up to Aberdeen, they'd send it on to Norway, who were the, the, the owners. They come back and I just got pissed off with it. And I said, you know, my, my remit is to look after the players, go playing, winning games, blah, blah, blah. So really, I think that's when I, I got the sack in the second season because... I just, as in, I really yeah, got promotion. Yeah, we got promotion yeah. straight away, but only after we had a we had a sticky start to the season, a very tricky one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and then we went on something like a twenty nine game unbeaten run, and that uh, propelled us back up. But we had to that uh, that was a, a defining game there that sent us on that road. We went to Accrington on a Tuesday night, and it was pouring down with rain, and we never played. And we're on a bit of a bad run anyway. 
And uh, we're 1-0 down at half-time, I think, something like that. And um, I go into the dressing room and I'm fuming. Because uh, we, we we should be hammering with the squad that we have, hammering, hammering Accrington. I take nothing away from them. But there's rain pissing through the ceiling onto the treatment table. It's just, <laughs> it's just crap. So I, I, I really went bananas, really went bananas. And um, and I don't often do that. Uh, and we got a response and we ended up winning 2-1 and we went on a run and, and we ended up getting promotion, which was great. They have a great tradition there in monkey hangers, don't they? <laughs> Last game out of the season. They're brilliant, aren't they? Last away game of the season, virtually all the time comes out in fancy dress, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, yeah. It's a great sight, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, listen, they, they, are, they are really loyal supporters up there as well. Very strong, very, very... Um, strong, tone, isn't it? opinionated, but very, very supportive of the team. Yeah, mm. although it's, it, they don't get big crowds, but what they do get, they're very vociferous and, and they demand football to be played a certain way up, up that part of the, of, uh, of the country. But um, it, they were tough and hard to please, but when you did please them, wow, they were brilliant. They stuck with you, great. Yeah. On to Swindon Town. You already said, like, it coming to the end because you said you can't be asked writing all them reports. Yeah, um, back at school, wasn't it? I <laughs> know. Well, that was. I mean, that was. I was only out to work about two weeks, I think, something like that. And then Swindon came in, um, uh, and asked me to go down there. Would I go for a talk with him? I said, I said, oh, I'll have a chat. So I went down, and I didn't realise it was an interview. I thought it was just a chat to see where and, and all the board members were there. Um, so you had no uh, preparation. Not really, no. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So if you're going like Sheffield Wednesday, come for you. Did you go in there with your plan for an interview? Do you have like a plan, or did you just go in for a general chat first? Well, a, a chat first and foremost. I, mean, I think you've got to you've got to understand um, the personalities that you're going to play for, what what's expected of you, and, and vice versa, you know, of me as well. More importantly, me because you're not going to employ somebody they, they don't get up with straight away, like, no. you know. But I'm 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 fairly easy going. I'm I, I'm not one of these managers who goes and demands things, and even when things are going wrong, and throw the dummy out of the pram. I don't like that with players, so I'm not going to do it myself, you know. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and if you're not getting me own way and start crying, uh, you just got to get on with it. And and I think if you understand the personalities that you're with, you've got a good chance of of getting on with the board. And that's the most important, uh, or the chairman in particular, the yeah. most important relationship. That's the most important relationship is, with the yeah. football club, the it chairman is, yeah. and the manager. Yeah. And you could probably nowadays throw the chief exec in there as well yeah. because they think yeah. they're more hands on. But yeah, that's the most. That's a critical well, point of a football if you, club. If you don't get the, that relationship, then when you go through sticky times, you're gone. Yeah. If you go through sticky times, you've got a good relationship, they'll give you better time. And they'll back you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 always important, that first initial meeting. I think you can you can glean what each party wants. Uh, and that's all I did more of the time. Nowadays, they go in with these these big... Um, PowerPoint presentation. PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. They go in with all this stuff. That wasn't my style. You know, it's I wanted to convince them face to face like I would with the player you know I just wanted to get that trust from them and, and they'd know what they were getting in return yeah. mm. so you made the playoffs 2009 season which massive achievement when you look at teams at Norwich City Leeds United Millwall Huddersfield Southampton Brentford Brighton proper teams yeah it was it was a tough league that year you know the, the big teams the Leeds and the Southampton were struggling to get out of it you know, they've been in two or three, four years in some cases. So, yeah, we knew it was, in, it was going to be tough, you know. But um, but we, we, we started to get a decent team together. Um, played some good stuff as well. Like, you know, we ended up with a, 
one of the best signings was was um, was Charlie Austin. You know, we it's back put, there to this day, isn't he? Just yeah, gone back. Yeah. Oh yeah, he has. Yes, gone back. Yeah, um, so Charlie was brilliant for us because he he come out of his dad's company, which was a building company, and he was like a bricklayer, so he was tough. You know, he he, he knew what work he was all about. Um, we also liked to paint. So, you, you know, you, we had to try and wean him off having a pint on Friday night with lads, you know. But we still, he knew he was still going out of it. But what he brought to us was goals. And uh, since we, when he, we was at Pool Town when we, we watched him, and although he didn't score in the game I went to watch him, he was in the areas he should, he's going to get goals all the time. Mm. Every time he got in a good area in the box, now the ball didn't come in to him a lot of the times, but he was always there. Which took Is me that what you bit. look for? Yeah, it took me eye. He just he was he was just focused on getting goals, and uh, his his general play was okay, weren't the quickest, but in the box Good finish finished, and he was brave and he was strong. What did you pay for him? I think they paid about sixty grand for him, something like that. Done well there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The chairman, uh, the Andrew Fitton, who um, who was a chairman there, I got on really well with him as well, and um, Andrew knew his granddad. <clears throat> and his granddad kept saying, have a look at him, have a look at him, have a look at him. So Andrew told me about him, because I didn't know about Pool Town, I'd just gone down. And he said, you just please have a look at him, will you? Just I'll, I'll keep his granddad off my back. And I went down and I said, sign him. I said, what do you mean? I said, sign him. It could be a good signing for you, that. And you never know. And he was, he was a great signing. And, he, and they made you know, good money on him as well when he went. So he got to the playoffs, beat Charlton over two legs, <clears throat> played Millwall, Wembley, 73,000. What a day that would have been. You know, it was brilliant. The, the biggest disappointment more than anything is that I don't you remember that time, everybody was complaining about the pitch at Wembley. It was oh, being yes. re laid, relayed, laid. Pieces, wasn't it? It, it was shocking. Blocks, it? Shocking. After our game, I'll tell you a minute, but after our game, they relayed it for the next playoff final, um, the, the um, championship final. Charlie Austin goes through one on one with the keeper, no problem going to score. It hit a bobble, hit him on the knee went out for a dead ball kick and we just looked at each other and went oh my goodness that's that's a goal all over even even Kenny Jackie went, that's a goal and uh, well the pitch was so bad and it just jumped up at him we were through with that incident but it didn't wow. didn't work out it's amazing isn't it, it little, is. little things you can remember but um, yeah but other than that even another good season yeah it was good again what we're touching on you could have had a claw to have a few more promotions <laughs> and if yeah. Fine well, margins, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Very fine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So your last season there, lost Charlie Austin to Burnley. Yeah. Great profit for the club. It was, yeah. Yeah. And, and something like a club like, you know, like Swindon, you can't turn money down, you know, like like they've been offered for players like that. They have to, they have, you have to, for the, for the uh, club's point of view, financially, they have to be sustainable, you know, and um, you can't keep throwing that. money in, you know, so you need to sell players like that, yeah. Well, let's move on to Sheffield United because this is uh, should be fun, <laughs> shouldn't it? Sheffield Wednesday player, Sheffield Wednesday manager. Yeah. Who the hell have we got? And what have you done in the interview? Forget this. Have they come to you? They came to me. Yeah. Yeah. What were they thinking? Well, you know what? The, Kevin McCabe was the owner for years and years. I'd met Kevin twenty-five years before that. Oh, just in a game, sat next to him in a game. Didn't know him from Adam. Uh, chatted to him, blah blah blah. Um, in, uh, we used to have a place in, in, in Spain, and he had a place, which was not far from me, but we don't really see each other. Um, <clears throat> and one particular day, um, 
he was with his son, I think he was. And um, we were just walking past. He said, oh, Daniel, you join us for half a lager? So I said, yeah, of course, well, yeah. Five o'clock, something like that, six o'clock. And I uh, just got talking football. And that was it. And then finished, went home. Um, went back to the to where we were. And about two weeks later, three weeks later, maybe, something like that, the, the manager was sacked. They got relegated. Uh, I think, yeah, they got relegated. Yeah, they must have got relegated. And uh, I got a phone call. They said, will you come down and have a chat with us? He, he had his office in London. So I said, yeah. Just one of these chats, is you? Yeah. Oh. And I went down and he said, you know, do you fancy it? I said, you're brave, aren't you? I said, I fancy it. I said, nothing puts me off. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for anything. You know, I, I never shirked it at things like that. It didn't bother me. And uh, he said, well, it doesn't bother me either. So anyway, so they, they appointed us and then all hell broke loose. <laughs> Were they outside? <laughs> well, when, when I did a... I was, I was upstairs doing this press conference and... Um, Outside, there's about, I think there might have been about 100 supporters. Right. What was ironic more than anything is that they were giving me some stick. You know, I shouldn't be here, you know, call me all names under the sun. They don't want to be here, that. Um, but they were they were protesting under under a statue of Derek Dooley, who represented both clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and, they were kind of, and they were like lent on it, why not? I thought quite ironic, that. Anyway, um so what we did, we it was it was tough. It wasn't easy. The hardest part was it was still about four or five weeks before the season started, so we had four or five weeks of, of crap going on. All we wanted to do is get the season underway, get some results, and and, and see if we can calm things down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, so what we did, we invited the the people who were outside um, protesting into the press conference. Come on then, so have you say? One bloke came in through his season ticket at, at the chairman and. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, now we'll have a come watch it again. So Kevin said, well, that's up to you. He's a manager, whether you like it or not. So what we did, uh, what I decided to do was we picked out some of the, the hard, the hard, um, the hardest areas or the, the most Sheffield United fans where they were congregated you know, for tough places. And we visited them, pubs, with clubs, and had these little not forums. But bringing people in and, and what I basically saying to them, like, just give me a chance. You know, I know you don't like, you don't have to like me. You don't just support the team, which I know you will do, you know, and if you get results, then happy days. Anyway, so I couldn't wait for the season to start. And, and then when he did, we went to Oldham on the first day. Harry Maguire gets his first goal for the club and we went to nil at Oldham, which is a tough game as well, a really tough game. And I thought, it's all right. And I think we went, I don't know how we went, early part of the season, I think we won about seven of nine games or something, unbeaten in about ten games. So it gave, it gave me in particular. Yeah. But the fans started getting behind us, oh, calmed them down, you know, and they just want... And we started playing some good football. Mm-hmm. What were the Sheffield Wednesday fans saying? Well, they used to call me Agent Wilson. Agent Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I'd gone across the city as a double agent. <laughs> so, agent Wilson, I was called. But um, they, they were no problem, absolutely no problem. Uh, you know, we... we after the, when the results started to come, when football starts, it, it doesn't have a, it isn't half a healer, you know. And um, I think winning games that'll do it. In time, that's the biggest one, the biggest one, yeah. Talking yeah. of winning games, you've got some great runs. Chad Evans scoring a lot of goals. <clears throat> yeah. Then that incident popped up. That's yeah. Not momentum and morale in it, or just whatever. It's going to unstabilize the ship, isn't it? Well, it was. I mean, I, I, that was. You can't blame Chad for not us not getting promotion, but that, that was the main one we only need to get he only needs to score a couple of goals in the last three or four games and we, we were automatically up we, made, we ended up with 90, 99 points I think and finished third 
And 90, 90 some points, you'll finish third. Anyway, um, any other season, that's championship for him. Yeah, that's winning, that wins yeah, it, yeah. Wins it. Yeah. And, and so we only needed a couple of, of games, but he knocked the stuffing out of the lads. I've never seen, we went down to Milton Keynes. I Wednesday was, went up, didn't they? Wednesday, Wednesday beat us. They pipped us second, yeah. And um, we went to Milton Keynes on the Friday, and Chad was in court. And we're on the courts going down. I had, a, I had a guy who was in there giving me a live feed on my phone. So I, players didn't know, but I did. And all, all I can hear now is screaming. I can hear the screaming now. Shouted the screaming. And the guy phones me and says, he'd be found guilty. Within 10 seconds, the, the whole, the whole um, uh, bus knew it. The, the lads knew it. I don't know how they knew it. So I've never seen it. Just so quiet. It just knocked everybody for six. You know, just... Next day we played Milton Keynes, get beat. Uh, never, never turned up, which was unlike us. I think we went to home, drew against Crawley or something like that, mm. um, and he just knocked everybody for six. I've never seen a club so low at that time. From being a high, yeah, like a death in the camp. Yeah, because feel... everybody believed he was it'd be okay, yeah. you know, and he even even he did. Right. Um, thankfully, you know, now he's. He's got Squash, a clean, no. he, you know, he was, he was yeah. you know, acquitted and all that stuff or whatever. Um, but at that time, it was it was a big blow for the club. Um, and that as well, you know, his value, he, he was up, I think, um, who'd just gone been transferred for a £7 million was um, the guy who was at, who was at Wednesday as well, um, the striker, uh, Jordan Rhodes. Jordan. A gun for £7 million. Moves, quid. Yeah. So... And said, with all due respect to Jordan, was a better player, all-round player. So whatever his value was at that time, and then it just finished. It, that that killed and it hurt the club as well financially because they were going to cash in. If we didn't go in, you know, somebody would have come in for him. Yeah. Premier League club would definitely come in for him. You know, so that was it was a big uh, it was a big blow for everybody, and and we failed to go up. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to Barnsley. Back again. God, you like her, Pease. You can't get rid of her, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been called more than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good uh, analogy, isn't it? Like, well, it's back yeah, again. If you said boomer, you'd have been all right. Yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean respect. But what? Oh, you were laughing, so you did it, you found it funny. laughing. <laughs> but uh, I like this. Going back Barnsley, not the same, were it again? Like going to Wednesday. No, and I'm no, looking at an analogy no. I've got here now, and it was about signing players. They had a system called Moneyball. When you went back, and there were the old way scouts and all that, and there was a few clubs tried, haven't they? Yeah, you know they still do it. They still do it. But going back there, without like football's changing for you. Going back, did it? Did it heart rule the head? Well, it, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it took a lot of going back because I knew it would never be the same. It no. couldn't be the same. Impossible. No. But they were having a problem. Um, they were they were down the bottom. If I said no, I would never forgive myself. In, in in honesty, whether they wanted me wholeheartedly, I, I'm never. I was never convinced of that. I think it was possibly the fans. A lot of the fans were. Were you, you in know, the forum and forums? Yeah, and all I think that, that, I think because they, they were on the social media for you know they, yeah. this is what they did. They they gathered stats so they knew what was going on. Anyway, they offered me to come back, and when I got back, it was we have to get rid of him. Get rid of him. We don't want him. He's crap. You've had well, this before, haven't you? Yeah, and I, and I've gone back. And I think well, I've got to get these lads on side. What had happened as well, they're putting plays to agents, to the, their agents saying, we want him gone, get a club for him. They're going back to the play saying they're trying to get rid of you. I'm trying to get him played on a Saturday. And you're saying, not going to have that dressing what you talked about in the past. I'm trying to get rid of me. 
and I'm trying to keep him on board. And so it was, it, that was a real, real test. It was real tough. Um, and unfortunately, it was just, it was never going to happen. They were, they were, they were always going to be down. Can you explain the money ball then? What is it? Well, the money ball basically is, on, is based on stats, you know, and um, I think what what they what they started to do. I mean, I, the, I'll tell you one occasion. I went in training one day. This is what it was, and there was a player, a, a, a lad who's in kit and this that and the other, and Chris Hutchins was my assistant manager. I said, uh, "Hey, Chris, who's that there?" He went, "I don't know." Training the first team. I went, yeah, I don't know. He said, I thought you brought him in. I said, I don't know what it is. So I went over and I shook hands with him. He come from non league and uh, lovely kid. I'll not give his name, but lovely kid. And uh, a big lad as well, looked fit as a fiddle, strong. Anyway, he says, oh, I said, yeah, I said, what happened? He said, oh, told me Chief Ezek had sorted all out in the chairman. And okay, so I went straight in. Who's that? Who's that? What's happening here? Oh, yeah, we signed him. His stats are fantastic. He's coming in, blah, blah, blah. They signed him from non-league, from Kidderminster, I think it was, something like that. I said, right, OK. He never got near the first team. Couldn't get in the reserves. He, was, he put his stats. And they gather all the stats, and the player, of the, they, they used to watch for you got man of the match on every league, what it was, and that was part of parcel of the stats. You know, he's got man of the match again, he's got man of the match again. He must be good. And then, and then they bring him in. What the, you don't see is on a Tuesday night away from home, pissing down with rain, what his character's like. What's his character like when they're 3-0 down? What's his character like when they're 3-0 up? You know, and, crowd. But when What's you his character it, like? Yeah. But you've got to get eyes on people. You've got to get eyes on them. And, mm. and experienced eyes as well. You know, we, we, we don't miss much. Me and you stand on the halfway line and we pass the ball back and forth, never give it away. Yeah. Our stats are off the charts. Yeah. But what have we actually done with the ball? What have we, do you know what I mean? And it, it, yeah, it's true. Now, don't get me wrong... I agree with the fact that the stats it's a beginning. It'll make you go and watch somebody, mm. but you've got to get eyes on people. Well, it, my go opinion, on. yeah. I think you have. I think you've got to get eyes on people and, and experienced eyes on them as well. And if it's going to cost you money, you more know, so. even more so, you know, you've got to convince... You can't be convinced by a piece of paper. You've got to be convinced by somebody who's telling you or you've got a character reference from the club he's played for or whatever... Uh, whoever's coached him or managed him yeah. and that's the due diligence we do all the time but with stats it's just he's the best one doesn't mean Let's anything go and get him. it doesn't mean nothing Danny because again like you said what's the reaction when they've lost the ball are they standing with their hands on the hips or they're trying to run back 30 yards to get the ball back yeah. you know what I mean what's the reactions when they're 2-0 yeah. down are they driving the team on are they disappearing yeah, yeah. oh but listen I'm, I'm, I'm there to be converted you know, if you can, if you can convince me, it's a hundred percent correct that that is what how you get the players. Then convince me, that's fine. Yeah. But if you can't convince me, I'm still happy to say you need to put in the dice. eyes on him. Yeah. So, Danny, we've got Chesterfield talk about yet, but I want to mention this. <laughs> what a book this is! <laughs> but I'm going to bring you a little page of your book. I want a bit more info. I'm going to put you on the spot. In your book, you said things were put in place that you were not aware about at Barnsley? Um, yeah, I think I think that's basically what I've been talking about, really. I think players that are coming in, you know, that they shouldn't be in the club, that shouldn't be helping the club, to think that they've got better players coming in than going out. If you keep lads on board, if you if you, if you you can convince boys that, that they've got value with you and you can and you give them the confidence to play, they'll play. You'll be surprised what you can get from players if they just feel valued. If they feel worthless, 
you might as well yeah. pack in and go home because you, you're not going to do anything. And, and I think, unfortunately, too many words were spoken about the players publicly that the fans started turning on them as well to think it was their fault. One lad, in, one lad in particular was the best left back they had at the club, but he got absolutely hammered every game, no matter what he did. He couldn't do anything right. And I liked him. And I said, you're going to play. He went, I said, no, you're going to play. You are playing. As long as I'm here, you're playing. And he, he sort of kicked on. The fans started to take a bit of liking to him, but it was too late. He'd gone. He, he, he was going in. He was going. He was. So I think, the, you know, there's, there's there's lots of things that were that were ingrained in in players' minds, more importantly than anything, because that's when you want to perform. Um, that they just really, you know, given up hope and just say, well, I've gone for the club anyway, so why help them? So you agree, Danny? We get a comment below. Danny Wilson, you're going to give a signed copy of your book. Yeah. But if you links in the description, there's loads of ways to get the book, which is a cracker. I'm only halfway through, but that's good enough for me. Yeah. And you've left a bit in here what we've not put in the podcast. Let's keep moving on to Chesterfield. Yeah. Because you've not finished here yet, have you? Barnsley, no Chesterfield. Well, Chesterfield, I, I mean, is I live in the vicinity, of course. And I have done for many time, many years. Um, it's always really been my second home, as I said before. Um, and again, Chris Turner, uh, Chris had moved from Hartlepool, gone to Chesterfield. Um, Chesterfield going through a bit of a bad time in League One at the time. Um, Dean Saunders had just been sacked. Uh, and I got a phone call. And uh, again, I think I'm not 100% convinced that the owner wanted me to be there. Um, but again, might have been fans from Chesterfield or whatever it may be, having played there and living there, they could help them out. So I just got a phone call, will you come and talk to us? Yeah, come down, chatted with them. Um, agreed to go to the end of the season. So um, just try and stay up. The remit was just, we just want to stay up. So uh, I said, yeah, okay. I can feel, I can feel in my own mind, which I, you can sense as a manager, you know, that there was going to be problems and players again having to leave because they're on such big contracts, big contracts at Chesterfield. Anyway, we managed to stay up. We stayed up with two games in hand, which was unheard. We didn't think they were going to do because they were on a real nosedive. <clears throat> but we managed to scrape through and, and we stayed up. So I got through again and they said, will you stay on for another year? And I said, yeah. I said, he said, oh, we've got to sell. So every day that was in there, Chris would come in, you've got to sell him, you've got to get rid of him, you've got to get rid of him. I said, Chris, Chris, I can't get rid of him. Nobody's going to take him for the wages that they're on. You're going to have to pay him up. If you want to get rid of him, pay him up. But you're not paying anybody up. I said, well... What can you do? You can't do anything. It's common we, we've got to make the best of what we've got. No, the owner wants to get rid of him. I said, well, you can get rid of him. Those, those are two options you've got. You either pay him up or you get another club to pay, take the wages and they're not going to do it. Um, whose fault is it to give them these wages? It's not mine. You know, so, but I've got to try and get the best out of them. Anyway, so, and then it continued like that. And uh, we, were, we were in the league again, having to beg, borrow and steal players on loan for 100 and 200 quid from reserve teams and what have you, and never got the quality in, got rid of the players that they wanted to get rid of for money, but the money never came back again. The chairman to this day still believes that he, he backed me the best he had, backed all the other managers. It's a lot of rubbish, absolute rubbish, never backed us at all. And um, and it just came to the to uh, to a head when we were at Bradford, 
and we played Bradford, who had a very strong, experienced team. We didn't. But a man sent off with 20 minutes to go, we get beat 2-0 in front of about 18,000. And I'm doing my uh, my press after the game, side pitch side, and I see Chris and the secretary walking towards me, and I know, you can sense, yeah. you just know, you know with, this, with the speed of the walk and the heads are <laughs> down, and here we go. And uh, he just said, Dan, we've just had a phone call from the owner. He says, uh, he wants to sack you. And I, I said a few expletives, called him cheeky, so on and so on. I told you not to come back to me. If we're losing games by selling all the players, you knew what's going to happen. Just let's get through it. But he didn't think we could keep. I would keep him up. But I just kept him up the season before, knowing exactly what to do. Anyway, so I left, and unfortunately, they went through about three or four managers after that. And they're now in the Conference League. They should never be there. The facilities are fantastic. Uh, new ownership, which uh, which I hope is well. But it's a tough league to get out of, you know. And, and I hope they don't see themselves in there for another two or three years. But it looks. Unless they get to play us through the playoffs this year, that's what won't happen. And it's a great club, but uh, there was just it was just a not an enjoyable time for me. You've got to want to go up, get up and go to work in the morning. You've got to want to really have that that freshness and that enthusiasm that rubs off were on you, players. Were you done then? Was that your, did you yeah. know your last job that year? Yeah, yeah. That 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 I had enough after that. <clears throat> right, we're going to back to our Facebook page. We've got some crackers for you before we finish with John's Rapid Fifteen. Go on. This is from Brian Robertson Ask. How does it feel getting a small town like Barnes into the Premier League compared to your other professional career achievements? It is the best. I mean, as I said to you before, when you listened before, it was it was everything around that that um, that time as well that they just came together. It was it was it wasn't just the football promotion. You know, there was there's a lot of other things that that was was very very um, major things that made you feel so proud. That it wasn't just the You've football, seen that, your boss. but that was the that was the yeah. the, the you know the uh, the peak of it all. But at the same time, there was just that that whole community feel good factor. That was that was great. Barry Edwards, friend of mine, will Barnsley get promoted this season? I've seen them twice this year. I saw them before they went on this good run they were on, and I predicted they'd be in the playoffs. I think they will be the playoffs. I don't think they'll be automatic, but they've got a good chance of going through. I'm, I'm delighted for for Duffy. He's, they've brought a, an Englishman in who knows the divisions, who knows the players, and they've given him the support, which is they should have done it years ago. Scott Hughes, was it better playing for Sheffield Wednesday or managing them? Playing. I think I'm going to answer that <laughs> for you there. Right, here's a couple now. This is Graham Ball. Who was your best ever signing? Um, Best ever signing? That, you'll disappoint one or two players now, won't I? Oh, aye, but don't sit on that fence, Danny. No, I won't sit on the fence, no. I think it's, uh, if you look for... Charlie Austin. Yeah, it's got to be for flesh. Pay for flesh and, and the one that's gone on, it's got to be him. Uh, there's a lot of players I've not signed and worked with from a young age, which has been great. But um, but Charlie Austin, yeah, I think I think Charlie was the best one. Right. Ron Freeman, best player at Luton Town when you were there? Playing. Yeah. Best player... Um, Technically, Ricky Hill was a, was a hell of a player. Did he go Oldham? Ricky? Yeah, after. Uh, no, I don't think so, no. Yeah, mixed up with no. else. They waited to play in America. Did he? Um, Ricky was a... And played for England as well. He was, yeah. what, a, what a player he was. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think technically it would have, been, would have been Ricky. Yeah. And this is my last question. 
the transfer got away. You could have signed and I've gone on it. <clears throat> transfer that got away. Um, I went to watch a lad uh, called Danny, who was at uh, Real Mallorca, who got away. And he ended up going to, I can't think of the club he went to after we got away. And I think I could have got him, Sheffield Wednesday, at that time for about four million quid. And he, he had a fantastic career after that. Did he go to Barcelona? He might have gone, yeah, he did go to Barcelona. Barcelona he yeah. went to Barcelona, that's right. Um, unfortunately, I think he got injured, didn't play a lot later on. But uh, yeah, he, Danny was uh, one got away. Well, Danny, we're on to John now. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. He loves these, John. He loves Here we it. go, Danny. Here we go. Rapid 15. All oh, right, okay. Rory McElroy or Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. The Open or the Masters? Uh, open. Tea or coffee? Coffee. I thought I had you there. <laughs> favourite manager? Uh, sorry, as in? Played for or manager? Oh, right, favourite manager. Uh, big one. thought you'd say that. Sheffield Weds or Sheffield United? Neither. Sat on the fence, uh, Danny. Right Ike. on the fence. <laughs> Favourite golfing holiday destination? Barbados. Favourite golf course played? Uh, Green Monkey. Best golfing footballer? Ooh, don't, don't say Viv. No, Viv. <laughs> 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 um, golfing football that's a good one um, probably him how he played today yeah I'll tell you he's a good golfer Lee Henry alright nice one best stadium played in uh, Bernabeu Ronaldo or Messi that's a really tough one isn't it oh you've got Messi. him there Messi Yes. Links or Parkland golf? Uh, links. Managing or playing? Playing. Hole in one? Two. Wow. What are you doing? <laughs> Talking about Gary. Old or new Wembley? Um, new. Ryder Cup or the Open? Ryder Cup. Gary Wilsonholm, was it 24? 24. Hole in ones. 24? 24. You're joking. Just give us one. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Danny, can I say something? Yeah. Today you've been nothing but a star treasure, and I'm going to say it, you've been a belter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not heard that for years, so that's, I'll take that as, uh, as, as said. Well done. No, seriously, Danny. Uh, and I'm not just saying this, but what a guy, honestly. Oh, that's very kind. I mean, do you know what? I'd have loved to have played for you. I really would, <laughs> well, honestly, kind, I really you. would, because your team's Cheers. played the right way. You're a guy with good morals, good ethics, you're honest. Cheers. That, that shines through above anything. I really, and I mean that, <clears throat> tremendous. Oh, that's very kind of you, thank you. But thank you very much indeed. That was you're a welcome. Pleasure. No, thank you for joining for good. Brilliant, it's good. Mate. Well, let's go play a better golf, though, but apart from that, it's been good. Wouldn't have happened with the way you played, but Danny, yeah. fantastic. Don't forget, get in the comments. For Danny's book, I want Danny's book, and more importantly, buy the book. Links in the description. And Danny, we'll see you on the course soon. Yes. Yep. I hope you have a belter. Thank you. Hold <laughs> well on. Danny. Danny. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.